This is Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With me, as always, the lovely Desi. How are you doing tonight, Desi? Not so lovely. You won't play along. I won't. I don't want to sing today. Ugh. I'm not a singer. I'm not a dancer. I'm I don't not care a singer what either, but boy, do I have fun doing it. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't no professional. No. I mm. like to think I am. Mm. And when I'm drinking, damn straight I am. <laughs> I think to be a professional, you just have to make some money. So you just got to find somebody willing to pay you to do it. And then you're a professional. That's all that matters. At work, they'll pay me to shut up. Hmm, that's not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> not a good sign for your singing career. Well, I've been told, too, people miss my singing at work. Mm. Tell them you can record it and send it to them. I even get the, sadly, yes. <laughs> I actually miss your singing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're so sweet. It's because I'm so good. And they're like, I do miss it. I'm like, <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> that is hilarious. Anyway, I believe you are leading it off tonight. Okie dokie. Well, I'm going to start off with a current event. Current events? Why? It's not really a current <laughs> event, though. I mean, it's currently happening. So I'm just it's giving you crap because you asked me what what I thought you should start with, and I said current events. So you I, did you know. say current event. So the order is all your fault Okay. if somebody doesn't like it. okay. In that case, tough, because this is recorded in advance, and we can't mix it up after. You can fast forward and then rewind it. You'll there you go. Woohoo. Okay, so what I brought to the table today is I thought this was kind of cool. Unfortunately, we can't partake in this. I'd love to be able to partake in this, but... It always gives me ideas on, I know what we can do. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, with that, on the water, floating cinema to social distance is happening in Paris. Paris, France. That sounds cool. I know. If it was, like, in one of the Paris cities here, I'd be like, I wonder how close it is. (laughs) Might have to try it. It is social distancing. Yeah. So, um... So if there's one thing I think we're all missing right now is going to the movies for some. I'm not really a moviegoer, but there are a lot of moviegoers out mm-hmm. there. Yes, there are. Um, unless you're taking advantage of drive-ins that are popping up, which we don't have one up here. And I, no. really think I wish we did. Should. I wish we did. Um, actually, my old hometown, they have one. And I was no. all, ooh, I thought about us driving down yeah. there. We, we had one here when I was a kid, but long time ago it went away. They still have ours there, and I was like, I remember watching the Gremlins. Mm-hmm. I was under the age of five and hiding. <laughs> I was Funny. so scared. Same with E.T. I remember watching E.T. at that drive-in. Cool. So, yep, I just aged myself. <laughs> so, anyways. They were showing old movies that day, right? Yes. Yes, they were. <laughs> yes, they were. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, with this, though, Paris... The Bowdoin Theater, um, the boats, they are four to six seating. And while social distancing practices ensure groups are family and friends, so you're not going to be put in with some random people or anything like that. And a plus side to a boat is there's no windshield, like with bug bug guts or dirty windshield. Oh, yeah, you can see it, see Mm -hmm. clearly. Yep. And then um, right now, right now, currently, 
um, from July 7th, which has passed, until July 15th, there is a drawing, a raffle you can enter. Which is to- also passed by the time you're listening to this. <laughs> Today is the 15th. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's okay. I'm so sorry. I thought this was going to air before the drawing was over. So people listening, why? Well, I'm so sorry about that. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, so you can enter to win to see Le Grand Ban. It's a comedy about a group of men who start a synchronized swimming team. Hmm. I was like, hmm. Interesting. Sounds interesting. Maybe, I guess. When you said, um, like, uh, when you started describing it, I, I pictured something completely different in my head, but that's just because of my childhood. And there's, I pictured. There's a picture of it. And, and that's what I picture in my head now a, a big screen and a bunch of boats. That makes a lot of sense. Little boats. Little boats. When you first said that, I, was, I flashed back to 25 years ago being a teenager at Disneyland. And they, I don't know what, you know, that was the last time I was there. So, you know, who knows what they do now. But they played the entire uh, movie Fantasia on, like, shooting water. Like, sprinklers of water shooting up a mist of water and then projecting the movie on the water. It was really cool. I just, I thought of it when you were talking about on the water, knowing that obviously that's not what we're talking about here. But it just kind of popped into my head. Yep, it's a big drive-in movie theater billboard type projector screen, and it's overlooking a lake Hmm. with a bunch of little dingy-looking boats. Yeah, it's not like a drive-in where you bring your own car. It looks like these were all they all get into the same boats, so they're they're provided by whatever group is putting this on. Yep, they're like little paddle boats, and you make your way out there. I wonder if they have little dingy accidents. <laughs> you hit my dinghy. You put a ding in my dinghy. <laughs> well, you told. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Well, that's awesome. That's a good way to see a movie. Good way to see. A movie. I I think they should like do something like that up here. Yeah, something. If I had money, I would totally here, invest there in is something like that. Nothing going on up here. I mean, unless you just want to go to the bar, but. <laughs> mm. Pass. Yeah, same here. All right, my first story. It's, you know, I like stats and, you know, interesting stats about things and stuff like that. Well, here's a a stat I found interesting. I don't, I'm not happy about the stat. It doesn't surprise me at all. Um, But it's, I I found it interesting. I'm scared. Women. (laughs) Are 73% more likely to die or get seriously injured in a car accident than a man. I'm not your typical female, and you know this when it comes to driving. You're one of the people who could die more often. I don't drive like most women is what I'm saying. This whole story is it's that way because men designed crash test dummies to be men. So when we crash test cars, they're all male body types. It was until 2003, the, ah. first time they, the first time they used a female crash test dummy. And it's the only crash test dummy female they've ever used. And that crash test dummy is five foot two, 110 pounds. Nowhere near the average American woman. Yeah, I'm... So, I just found it, like, kind of irate that it's like, if they would have just 
we could have saved more lives literally by using better test numbers. They probably didn't think of it. Well, no. I mean, a bunch of guys inventing like it. Like back why in the day with it? the original test dummy, mm-hmm. it was a man-dominated oh, yeah. world. It was, it was a male-dominated world, and so males designed the test dummies. What was the so? name of that test dummy? It used to talk. Uh, well, there was two of them, like two brothers. Like... I don't remember. I don't remember. But they were like, like crash test dummies. They were commercials. They even and had like the hazard stickers yeah, on them and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't remember the names. Yeah. If anybody know. remembers the name, please leave a comment. <laughs> Let us know. Might have to Google that. Yeah, this uh, These numbers are all according to a study by the University of Virginia. And uh, it, it, through their research, that's what they found that 73% of uh, female car crash victims uh, 73% more could have been saved if, um, in a situation where if we designed things a little differently, more for the female body than for the male body. Makes so, sense to and me. I mean, it's, it, it's a big difference. You know, women, there's wider pelvises, more tissue around the waist, and uh, where men get the, you know, the beer belly. You know, and it just makes a big difference when it comes to a car crash and you know, what's going to happen. Harold comes to mind. Harold. I don't think it was Harold. Harry. Oh, I have no idea. I don't know. I'll have to look it up I later. think you should Google it. I could Google it during your story. It's going to bother me. All right. Well, tell me your story, and I'll Google it. <sighs> Fine. I won't wait. Okay. So, my next story is about evolution. Science. Okay. I love science. We all know this. So... I was actually listening to our daughter and her friend talk, and I thought her friend was, like, losing it. (laughs) She was like, I am so scared. I heard about these walking sharks, and I know exactly what's going through their head. (laughs) The walking sharks? Sharks with actual legs and sweat. I heard her her say something like this the other day as well. So I Googled it while they're talking about it, because I'm just like... What is she talking about? I googled it, and guess what came up? Walking sharks. Really? For real. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so I'm like, ooh, story. <laughs> Just a random little <laughs> story. So these three-foot-long creatures, they live near Australia. So I assured them both they're near Australia. I showed Ava the video of this shark walking, and it's not like legs. It's like... These little fins that popped out, and they use them to. It looks like they're kind okay. of waddling, like like a duck. Yeah. Type. I don't know how to explain it. Like you can go. I pulled this off of National Geographic. Kind of like a, a seal might be there. like moving, with, you know, walking almost. It's like the length of an eel. Okay. And just try to picture an eel if it had a l- couple little flippers, <laughs> and it was kind of funny. But to it reminded me of the movement of centipedes. Like okay. how they have all their legs and they like go up, down, up, down. Yep. It So it was like that. Okay. I don't know how to describe it any better, but there is a video. You can go watch the video of these things move. Hmm. Um, wow. So the down by Australia, we don't have to worry about them migrating because apparently they're a lot like fish where they're birthed. They and tend they stay to there. Stay, stay there. Okay. Um, if they do migrate, they come back to... Um, birth more walking sharks there okay um so they had a long-term study by the international group of collaboration that has turned up um 
four new species of these walking sharks in 2008. So okay. this is actually bringing a total of nine walking shark species. And I'm going wow. nine and four more were found in 2008. How have I never heard of walking <sighs> sharks? I have no idea. And they're talking about their fast paced, fast pace evolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as in the last nine million years. Yeah, that's fast paced. For a shark. Yeah. Because they have a bunch of reading you can do. Because um, sharks are like 400 million years mm-hmm. old, most of them. And they live for hundreds of years, yeah, too. definitely. So, and they're talking about, like, how their teeth haven't changed any. And I'm just like, well, think of the, our son used to be <laughs> favorite shark, the Megalodon yep. dinosaur. Um, the sharks still look a lot like him, just, yeah, just teeny tinier. A lot smaller. Um, but these things, they live in the rich coral reefs. And they're actually... Very dynamic. Uh, they shift occasionally over. Um, I don't know how to explain this, but <laughs> they, at low levels, they can like walk outside of the water real quick, like from little pool to pool for low tide to get hmm. around on land. They can't breathe air, but in my mind, I'm going, how long before they're able to breathe air? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a possible. couple hundred million years, I bet they can. It's possible because if they are hitting outside and hitting the air, I yep. mean, that's how things start to evolve yep. is from things like that. So at some point we may have some land walkers. <laughs> Give it another million years that or two. That would be crazy. <laughs> that would be absolutely crazy. But it's yeah, it's just, it's crazy to even think of this. And I learned it. From my children. I had nothing wrong with that. No, I was just, because you hear younger kids, and they're getting a lot older, so they're they're learning more stuff, and they're actually knowing <laughs> what they're talking about, and it's not so much imagination. So yeah. Sometimes you just have a hard time going, oh my God, they're growing up. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> so And taking them so serious. Mm-hmm. But I Googled it, and I just reassured them, don't worry, they don't actually walk (laughs) on land like humans. They can't breathe air. And (laughs) that one was like, they can't live on land. They don't breathe air. (gasps) And I'm like, whoa. (laughs) So there was a little imagination there and not using a little bit of logic. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah. Cool, cool. My quick Google search on the crash test dummies, Um, there were four of them. Four. Yeah, there were four of them. Crash, Crunch, Splice, and uh, Gyro. Gyro. I think it was Crunch was the one I'm thinking. There was a main one. I have no idea. What was it? Crash, Crunch. Oh, it was Crash. Yeah. It was Crash. I even had like, um, when I was a kid, I had uh, action figures that were. They had action Yeah, they had a line of action figures. I bet nobody has those things. No, I'm sure not. I'm sure not. If somebody does, I bet they're worth a lot. Probably. Yeah, I can see that. That's crazy. Anyway, my next story dun, dun, dun. is about a plane. A plane? Yeah, pretty famous one. Oh, is it about the Boeing planes? Well, um, How they're going <laughs> to retire? No, it's not about the Boeing planes <laughs> that are retiring. This plane is definitely retired. Oh. Uh, 
Yes. Uh, this plane is the um, the VC one three seven B. Um, it was a, a Boeing seven oh seven, and it was the first jet powered Air Force One. Oh. And there were some quirky things about it, like spiral staircases and little go-go cages for the go-go dancers in the 70s to dance in i'm not saying i'm not saying they couldn't bring that stuff on the plane that's what they had in austin powers yeah i don't exactly think that's true i think it's in real life anyway but (laughs) the plane prior to becoming air force one was actually a spy plane that flew over russia which i found kind of interesting that is kind of interesting i always find the whole cold war i'm assuming cold war Mm -hmm. era um I find that whole thing interesting with spies. Mm-hmm. Um, President Johnson uh, loved beagles. He had a couple of them. And they would run around the conference room on Air Force One, and then they'd want to leave the room, so they'd start howling. Oh, God. So we installed a doggy door. I'm like, that's cool. There was a doggy door on the conference room in Air Force One. <laughs> like, oh, my. Seems kind of weird. Um, President Johnson also had a... He was really finicky about room temperature. I'm kind of finicky about room temperature. So when he was vice president, he was constantly at, you know, calling up to the cockpit and asking him to raise the temperature, lower the temperature, raise the temperature, lower the temperature. <laughs> so you know what they did? In the conference room, they installed a thermostat. That didn't do anything. But they it told him, there's the thermostat. And he never asked to have the temperature changed again. He just did it himself, even though it wasn't actually changing <gasps> the temperature. <laughs> that would not work for me because, no, my body starts to shiver. No, I'm very sensitive to heat. I can guarantee you, you couldn't pull that off on yeah, me. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Um. <laughs> like when I say I'm cold, you can touch my hand until I'm cold. In, uh, in 1960, when President Kennedy took office... Uh, him and uh, First Lady Jackie did not like the interior because it was a military plane at the time. It wasn't really niced up. So they're the one, uh, Jackie Kennedy's the one that designed the interior. I was going to say, interior. I could see her doing that. She was She's very... She's the one that designed the interior. And the theme is still used today. Obviously, it's different planes, totally different model. Everything's different. But that same theme is still used today in Air Force One's design on the inside. So that was kind of neat. That it's That's cool. kind of held up for the test of time. Uh, and the other thing this talks about is there is a special safe on Air Force One right outside the conference room that holds the nuclear football. The briefcase huh. that the president needs to launch the weapons. I just thought it was neat little things about an old plane that, you know, and you can actually see it. Uh, they have it all put, they have it all still standing in a museum. You can go walk through it. And Where's the museum? The Air Force One. It is in, I don't know, it's not in front of me. Shame on you. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'd have to. I'd have to go look because it's not in front of me here. But I'm pretty sure it's in Washington. Now that I think about it, but maybe not. Like Seattle? Just kidding. <laughs> no, like <laughs> I was DC. totally kidding. D.C. District of Columbia. I heard a story. Oh, never mind. I can't tell that. Yeah. Nope. Not going there. I got to tell you after though. Okay. So my last story. Um. It's kind of like a mystery travel type thing. Okay. I so, like mystery travel type things. I was trying to find places you can go visit and mm-hmm. see because we all know I travel and I mm-hmm. like to see weird, different, unusual. I like to learn as I travel. Yeah. 
So Lake Michigan, have you ever heard of Lake Michigan Triangle? Like the Bermuda Triangle? No, no. I don't think, I mean, it's possible, but I don't think so. It doesn't ring a bell. I haven't either. So I came across this and I'm like, what? So I'm probably going to say this town wrong, even though I should have this down. Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Manitowoc. Okay. It's a county and town in Wisconsin. That's what I was thinking. It's the same one I'm thinking yeah, from that it's TV from show. That, uh, Making a Murder. There we go. Because yep. every time I'd say it, I'm like, I'm almost positive. Yeah. That's where same that's place. At. Same place. <laughs> it ran through my head. Trust me. Okay. So apparently, besides the Bermuda Triangle, um, there's a few other areas in the world that have the reputation for the bizarre lake. Um, likeness mm-hmm. of this effect and lake michigan triangle is hmm. a spot so is it, is it anything actually there or is it like cause you covered the bermuda triangle early on in the podcast and covered how it was basically just not any more ships go down there than any normal place it's I'm just got a lot of publicity of assuming that's what this is okay. so um I, I am assuming, but I just thought... I mean, who you knows? Know, there might be some natural reason that, you know, weird stuff happens. Well, this is, you have to think... I don't really... I should have researched to see, because I was thinking um, Michigan, Erie, and Superior all connect. Yeah. So I was like, maybe this is somewhere by the... No, it's not by Mackinac, Mackinac. No, um, that would be way up. So this isn't what I was thinking. I was like, maybe it has some sort of like a current... Like an effect with the current, because yeah, I mean, Lake Superior has a lot of currents. Yeah, it's very famous for sunken can, ships because of the currents on Lake Superior. And it's very famous for taking down people, even yep. extremely advanced swimmers. Yep. It will pull you under. Yep. So, so yeah, um, I can I can understand that. <clears throat> so I feel like if if it is something, it's probably something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, riptides. There, yeah, we, there go. we go. That's, That's what I was thinking of. Okay, so. This is stretching from Londonton to Benton Harbor, Michigan, and to uh, Manitowoc, uh, Wisconsin. I keep saying that wrong, and I shouldn't be. The Lake uh, Michigan Triangle has inspired numerous. I'm going to lose my voice, so I'm sorry. (laughs) uh, Numerous accounts for activities that are difficult to explain by rational thought. So the the mystery began in 1891. When okay. uh, uh, someone named Thomas Hume, okay. H-U-M-E, set off across the lake to pick up lumber. Almost overnight, in a torrent of wind, um, Hume disappeared along with the crew of seven sailors. The wooden boat was never found, and extensive search, it, search failed to recover even a piece of driftwood. Hmm. So that disappeared so after the turn of the century stranger events happened at steady intervals um of more mysterious is in the case of rosabelle in 1921 11 people inside the ship who were all members of the benton harbor house of david disappeared and their ship was found overturned and floating in lake michigan so overturned that's kind of strange yeah um while it it appeared that the ship had been damaged in a collision, no other ship had reported an accident, 
and no other remains had been found. And then many found the incident partly eerie because the Rosabelle had been um, rebuilt after an earlier wreck in the 19th century, very similar to the deadly one in 1921. Hmm. Wow. So and that's kind of where it really sparked um, the thought that, hey, I think there's something to this. Mm-hmm. Um, some claims about the triangle was a time portal um, that it either slowed or sped up the time immensely during passage. Others maintain the UFOs were seen in the area, reported bright lights in the sky. Mm. Um, writings about strange weather phenomena or even just um, feeling <clears throat> sorry, feeling great uneasiness uneasiness when navigating inside the swart swath <laughs> that was a tongue twister of lake so throughout the 20th century thousands made their way through the triangle and they've yet to document anything supernatural so hmm. experiments have varied the legend has grown powerful enough as um an entity or entity unto itself to keep many away from the triangle. So whether out of general caution or real fear of being the next to disappear, the superstitious make careful navigation to avoid the, the Lake Michigan triangle. Cool. Cool. Maybe unsolved mystery mystery should cover it. Ooh, they should. And you know what I was thinking? Because, um, a lot of, and it just dawned on me, a lot of the towns, they're like native American names Mm -hmm. or words. And like Manitowoc is, mm-hmm. is, and it's like, what if like some chief died there and drowned? Like, could be. Never what if it's know. the spirit of the chief? Like, never know. I uh, went down I and and I died on this day to day. I wonder if they're all the same dates. I don't know. Probably not. That probably I'm just trying to throw out. something else out there other than <laughs> rip currents. Yeah, probably just something natural that's happening in the area. But you know. I know, I know. I went through this with the Bermuda Triangle, and it's all on stats and stuff went down. Well, Lake Superior has more. Yeah, but that's all with the rip currents and yeah. stuff like that taking stuff down. Mm-hmm. Um, Lake Michigan's a little. It's a little bit more shallower. It's yeah. not as deep. Yeah. But you just never know. There's lots of things. Yeah, who knows? Who so, knows? It's, it's a mystery. Sometimes it's nice to have those mysteries because yes, it is. in my mind, it's like, ooh, I love a mystery. <laughs> and then when you solve it, life just sucks again. Yeah, I so, agree. I, I don't agree. I don't ever want to know. My final story is kind of odd for me. It's not a story, I think. Is it a celebrity one again? No, it's not a celebrity I story. almost brought a celebrity one. I'm going to talk a little bit about a gun. Okay. A Remington? No, the M107. It is a 50 50 caliber sniper rifle. uh, I was going to say, we're going military here, hey? (laughs) Used by the U.S. Army. Um, It has been used, it was uh, developed in 2002, and the Army chose it because it's extremely reliable as a sniper rifle. So when, when, you know, they're shooting, it it doesn't stick. Exactly. (laughs) Well... Don Cook, who is a Marine veteran, but now currently works at a at like a customer service repair shop for these weapons. Okay. Um, in 2011, he got a phone call, an emergency phone call. A Marine on the other end 
tells him a story about how the night before he was cleaning his weapon and he dropped it and bent a couple of pieces here and here and it's not firing right and he needs it now. They're being shot at. Oh my God. Was able to talk him through the fix, get the rifle fixed and back in, you know, back in the field. Got basically a customer service phone call made in the middle of war. (laughs) Talk about intense right there. Like I'm in the middle of dinner. Oh, she's going to be pissed, but okay, this is what you need to do. <laughs> yep. He, uh, Cook told uh, National Geographic that he, uh, it was probably the highlight of his life and he'll never forget. How a, would you, you know, forget something from, like that? From a Marine live in Afghanistan fighting. How much you want to bet the Marines calling? He's like, please don't go to voicemail. Please don't go to voicemail. <laughs> Probably. Oh my God. Talk about intense. Yeah. And cool that, you know, on the phone, he's able to walk them through, you know, a piece bent that has, that's known to once in a while bend. And when it bends, it wouldn't fire. Right. He was able, able to very easily, you know, tell him how to make the fix over the phone and back into the battle. I hope he didn't start off with, okay, now make sure you're in a safe place. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Do you have a few moments to hold? Oh, I couldn't <laughs> no. imagine. Like, I hope that person is still alive and there was a happy ending to that. Yeah, that I have no idea. I don't I think he ever even connected with the person on the other end of the phone again, ever again. But he just, you know, got to tell the story of, of that getting would that be kind of cool if they got to, like, meet and be like, that hey. would be That would be actually a really nice gesture for both of them to kind of meet. And, wow. Yeah. I don't have the funds to make that happen. I don't either. <laughs> but for any of our listeners who has the funds, hey, the power of fa- Facebook is almost yeah, like Yeah, you never know. Huge. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, look up Don Cook. He is the he is the the, the, rep, the service rep that that helped out the Marine in uh, in 2011. I'm sure he'd love to tell you the story. That's crazy. Yep, crazy. Yep, yep. That was good. Yeah, I thought so. Too. I like that. That's nice, a good nice ending. Short too. little story, but I liked I, I liked the ending of it. Intense, intense. Yes, yes. Um, if you would like more intensity, you can always write us. I don't know why it'd be intense, but whatever. Outlandishoutcast <laughs> at gmail dot com. Um, don't make it intense. I'll be screaming. Oh, am I reading this right? <laughs> am I taking this right? Is yeah. it just the tone in my head? I don't know. So. Um, you can also come to Facebook at Outlandish Outcast Podcast and like us, share our page, share, share, share. We are on Twitter at Outlandish Casts. And we are on Instagram at Outlandish Outcast Podcast. Definitely come like, well, whatever social media you use. If you use yeah. social media, definitely come like and, and share and get the word out. Be yes. like, hey, these guys are awesome because you know what? They're awesome. <laughs> and Desi is hilarious. Yes. Al, yes. not so much, not but so much. that girl, oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and We if you- both know I'm the funny one. It's okay. That's true. That's true. The only other thing we'd ask you to do is give us a rating or review in whatever application you're listening to this on. Other than that, I think uh, that's a wrap. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.